The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, Leadership Matters. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders and inspiring solutions. I'm Jerome McFadden, President of Volunteers of America Southwest, and I bring you greetings from sunny San Diego, California. I'll be your host for the hour, and I'm delighted to have joining me today the National President of Volunteers of America, Mr. Mike King, and the Senior Director of Business Development with the LPGA, Mr. Scott Ensign. Welcome, Mr. King and Mr. Ensign. Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. Great. Our overall topic for today's show is energizing your brand and growing your business through the use of transformational leadership. We invite each of you, our listening audience, to join in our conversation by either emailing your questions to us at drwhite at innovisions.org or by calling 1-866-472-5790. Before we get started with today's topics, Mr. King and Mr. Ensign, would you please tell us and our listening audience a little bit about yourself and the two organizations that you represent? Volunteers of America, and the LPGA, or the, the Ladies Professional Golf Association. Uh, Mr. King first, and, and then Mr. Ensign. You bet. You bet. Um, Mike King, and uh, CEO of Volunteers of America, and uh, prior to that, uh, served as CEO of the Texas affiliate for Volunteers of America in, in, in Texas for five years, and uh, I've essentially spent 35 years uh, managing nonprofit organizations uh, around the country. Uh, and uh, in that in that capacity, always sort of faced with the, with the challenge of making sure you had a, a successful business model from a charity perspective. But at the same time, uh, how to build a brand uh, because even charity becomes competitive. So that's that's sort of the uh, drill on my uh, past career and and uh, where it's led me to. And now with Volunteers of America, we of course on the ground uh, in over 400 communities nationwide. And, Gerald, you run one of the best in, the, in, in, in our nation uh, in serving and, and helping America's most vulnerable right there uh, in Southern California in the San Diego area. Well, thank you so much, uh, Mike, for, for uh, that introduction. And we'll come back a little bit more and talk uh, a little bit more in depth about Volunteers of America as we work throughout the, the program. But, uh, Scott, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the, the LPGA? 
Sure, sure. Thanks for having us again, Gerald. Um, delighted to be on your show. Um, I'm calling in from uh, sunny Florida. I live at the beach in Ponte Vedra, so uh, not the, we're on the other ends of the coast, uh, you in San Diego. But uh, I've lived here with my wife of almost 30 years, and I have two, uh, two college graduate sons who are 25 and 23, so a little bit of an empty nester, but enjoy the life on the beach with my wife and uh, have been fortunate to be a part of the LPGA for the last seven years, uh, which has been an incredible journey, and we'll surely um, talk about that throughout the course of our call, but the LPGA is a, an organization founded by 13 very courageous women in 1950 who really had a dream of providing uh, future generations of young girls and women to aspire and have the opportunity to play golf for a living um, and, and fulfill that dream, and so those 13 women did uh, incredible things to promote themselves and to create an opportunity that just was you know, mostly uh, considered unfathomable at the time that uh, who, who, how dared these women to try to jump into a space in 1950 that was dominated by you know men playing golf for a living and, and so the stories of them driving in station wagons from tour stop to tour stop you know with paddles uh, out the windows of each car red was for gas green was for food yellow was for bathroom break I mean those women really did whatever it took uh, to establish the opportunity for us today so uh, an incredible story and, and an organization that today now reaches um, throughout the world with players who come from around the world and we play on a, you know, a global stage week in, week out. So uh, uh, an incredible business story that started you know, 65 years ago. Oh, fantastic. Uh, can some of the, the individuals that basically are part of the LPGA, uh, Scott, who are some of those individuals that, that we, our listening audience might know? You know, I'd say one of the more notable names, just because although she's only 24 years old, she feels like a real veteran would be Michelle Wee. You know, at, at age 12, was playing in the Women's U.S. Open and, and subsequently uh, has tried to compete on the men's tour. But a name like Michelle Wee is certainly one that uh, uh, most of our crowds and our fans are familiar with. You know, you have names like Paula Creamer. You have newer names like Lexi Thompson or, or the 17-year-old phenomenon Lydia Ko, who's now the number one player in the world. Um, so we have a, a, just a, a, an incredible uh, cross-section of players from around the world. But I think you know, if you think of Michelle, Lexi, Paula, you know, Morgan Pressel, some of those players are maybe a little more household names uh, are familiar with our fan base than some of our other players. Well, thank you. Uh, that, 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 is, uh, that is quite a, quite a lineup, needless to say. Uh, each of you are part of an organization that has what, what I would say multiple owners under one corporate brand. Um, partnership vision building is a, a major skill set that a transformational leader must have in order to really grow and develop a viable business today. Can both of you talk a little about the concept of partnership vision building and how in your organization with multiple owners you approach the issue of partnership vision building? Mike, do you want to go first? Sure, sure. I will I'll jump in there. We, we are a federated organization uh, from, the, from the grassroots up, bottom up. Uh, and so as the, as the national organization, we really, our role is to represent uh, those folks that are on the ground and in the trenches uh, giving services. 
Uh, and so in, in, in that regard, you're absolutely right, Gerald. We, we don't own the brand. We, we govern it, if you will. Uh, we protect it. It's our job to, to, to build it. But at the same time, uh, we can only do that effectively through the support and assistance uh, and, and execution uh, of our partners throughout the country. And we have literally 16,000 of them. We have 16,000 employees throughout the country who all have a Volunteers of America logo on their business card. Uh, they work in different affiliates like the one you run there in Southern California and ones that are, that are here in the Washington, D.C. area where I'm calling in from today, uh, along with every other uh, community around the country. So we literally have to represent them from a, from a partnership perspective and a vision perspective, it means that when we decided we were going to do some work around building the brand, we needed to start at the grassroots. So while we engaged uh, the, the pro bono support of the Richards Group, the ad agency out of uh, Dallas, Texas, that does the Chick-fil-A ads that everyone loves, the Eat More Chicken ads, uh, we literally convened representatives from around the country to to come together and discuss and be facilitated in a in a, in a professional discussion by the ad agency about how they see the brand, uh, what is our brand promise, uh, and and to have a full day's dialogue around that so that this was not going to be something that was going to come out of the national organization per se and then handed down, and nor was it going to be uh, something coming just from an ad agency and handed down. It had to start first with the dialogue and the input from our partners. So we had to build that vision you, you from the ground really up. You really did seek really uh, a, a, a partnership that had co-equal owners uh, participating Absolutely. in really shaping the vision and not a, a corporate entity driving the vision. Is, is that what you would say, Mike? I, I would absolutely say that. And you know, Gerald, just, just from the work that, that we've all done together, that uh, I, to, to do that, I felt like we, the first task of us as being a key partner in this with the, with the field was to establish trust. We needed to be tra- completely transparent with our partners and to make sure we could establish and affirm that trust in each other uh, so we could then trust each other going forward. And the way we established that trust in some ways was by asking their opinion, truly yeah. asking their opinion and, 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 and enabling them to drive this train, if you will. Uh, and so that, that was the first expression you know, of Scott, trust. Can you talk a little bit about uh, the the way in which um, you uh, and, and, and your leadership team approach really uh, the issue of partnership vision building with so many so many different and international as well as uh, you know uh, North American uh, owners uh, of the brand. You know, sure, and, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about all of our stakeholders at some point throughout the conversation because there are many. Um, but I think it all, you know, that transformational leadership really starts with the, the, the leader's personality traits and, you know, the ability to inspire others to make changes, you know, by setting the right example. Um, I think it's a, very different than the more traditional give and take of more transactional approach. I think I remember when Commissioner Wan started on January 1st of 2010, he said, I'm going to spend the first 100 days just to learn and, you know, listen and learn, and then I'll lead. And uh, he really wanted to recognize what opportunities for change might exist and to see where we were as a culture and, and where over time he could kind of direct our culture to change. And, and I think that was probably the most uh, insightful thing that he did 
that has now trickled down throughout his organization and, and the leadership that I represent within the company is to really um, to make sure everybody understands the, the, the direction that this leader is taking and, and, and inspiring others to to come along, kind of the Pied Piper that, that Mike Wan and, and for those that uh, know Mike King, that, that type of leadership where others just are naturally drawn to that type of, of leadership and want to follow and want to um, produce greater results, uh, you know, for the good of the group versus uh, an individual trying to, to, you know, go it alone. So um, I think from my perspective, the, the transformational or the, this leadership is really driven from the top down and, and the success can be, you know, that, that good to great is all about, it's all about the, uh, the, the well-being of the entire group versus any single person. Wow. That, that's a, those are a couple of beautiful nuggets in terms of takeaway there. Uh, that first one in terms of listen and learn first and then lead. Uh, is a is a valuable lesson for for all of us, no matter what level we are in leadership within an organization. And Mike, you talked about also building trust with the stakeholders, so that really they mm-hmm. feel both valued and they feel that they're owners in the the process of of, of leadership uh, and building it from the Absolutely. ground up in that particular regard. So so great. Uh, in terms of the, the trust that you talk about, how do you engender that trust that is necessary for folks to want to participate and buy in to a, a leadership or vision that really is moving in a, maybe a new direction? Hey, I'll jump yeah. in on yeah, that. I think it's so fresh to me, I'd say. Pardon me, Mike. I would just say that, you know, I give Commissioner Wong credit. You know, he came into an organization that was experiencing pretty significant downsizing. You know, the media was literally questioning whether the LPGA would make it or not. And uh, in his tenure, he just started talking about a, an organization that was more like family that, uh, than corporate America, that, you know, trust was a key part. And, and he really invoked right away this locker room mentality. So for anyone that's played on a sporting event team, you know, when you're in the locker room, you encourage each other, you help each other, you push each other. Sometimes you say the things that you need that need to be said, but when you go back out of the locker room, you all have one unified voice, you're one team, and I think those types of leadership skills were, and that locker room mentality really was key to us, you know, taking the strides we've taken to really grow and become a much stronger brand. Wow, that, 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 that's powerful in that particular regard. And I, I am going to, uh, Mike, some of what, what I, I heard about that, that, leadership, uh, that leadership style in terms of the word family uh, seems to be a mantra with you as well. You want to talk a little bit about the, the creating of a sense of family within the, the Volunteers of America organization and, and how you begin to move that forward? Sure. I, you know, I, I, I think there's so much similarity here between the, the journeys of the two organizations, the LPGA and Volunteers of America, over, over the last five to seven years. I think it's kind of amazing because we, we too, had to, had to begin with truly a listening tour uh, where I visited all, all 33 affiliates around the country, and it took uh, about a year to do that, uh, to, to meet with staff and boards and local volunteers and even clients. To, to listen to what the challenges were and the issues were, because we were coming out of a, a time of having had some internal strife, uh, dramatic internal strife, and it was time to uh, come together as an organization, listen, 
to each other. Uh, and more importantly, from, from, from a I'm national perspective, we needed to listen to people second, on the ground. Hold that point and we'll come back to it. We're going to, to take a, a short break. Uh, and when we return, uh, Mr. King and Mr. Ensign, uh, will be continuing their dialogue in terms of the concept about partnership building, and we're going to talk a, a little bit more detailly about creating a brand that distinguishes your organization. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back uh, with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, and Inspiring Solutions. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. What if every day was a good day for business? Because every decision you made was the best choice. What if you could receive regular input from credible sources and could acquire all the precise information you need, exactly when you need it, so you can make the right decision every single time? Because There's More challenges you to make better decisions. Join Laura Ellis every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, and 2 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Business Channel and learn how to think differently for better decisions, better business. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Shube, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. We're back with more on Leadership Matters. and I'm Gerald McFadden, your host, and I bring you greetings from Volunteers of America Southwest in San Diego, California. And with us today are our special guests, Mr. Mike King, National President of Volunteers of America, and Mr. Scott Ensign, Senior Director of Business Development with the LPGA. And we were talking uh, prior to the break on the issue of partnership vision building and transformational leadership as it relates to partnership uh, vision building. And, Scott, I believe you had a point that you wanted to kind of add just before we went to break. You want to take that up and move it forward? Sure. You know, it's, and it's interesting as we've talked about this locker room mentality and really becoming a family and, and growing from you know a, a place that was in a little bit more difficult 
you know, to all of a sudden having quite a bit of success over the last few years. The interesting part of that then becomes, you know, and the challenge is how not to get comfortable. And I think that is where we've evolved even further to say now we have a new mantra at the LPGA, which is very easily said to just act like a founder. And so we go back and we recognize what, as I mentioned earlier, those 13 courageous women did in 1950. We try to emulate and think about that every day. You know, does that mean I bend over and pick up a piece of trash that I see on the golf course? Absolutely. Does it mean I help my friend who's, you know, needs uh, work done at midnight because there's just not enough hands on deck? Absolutely. So that's how we continue to try to build that that sense of family and that sense of, um, you know, our pursuit of even greater success. And that's just by, you know, act like a founder. And I think when we all take that in and, and other companies or people could think that way about their own opportunity in life, um, I think it makes you a stronger person and a stronger organization. Fantastic, fantastic, uh, Mike. You were you were speaking also a little bit about you know your journey in terms of the process for a, a a building process for partnership vision building within Volunteers of America, and there seemed to be some intersects between uh, what was experienced with the LPGA and Volunteers of America. Uh, you want to talk a little bit further about that? Absolutely. I think the thing we have in common is that. Uh, five to seven years ago, we, we, we both had some internal strife uh, uh, that uh, uh, caused us to take a step back, <clears throat> make changes in, in, in leadership, uh, uh, and, and assess our, our future. And the, the first thing we needed to do was to, was to listen to the field, truly listen to our partners uh, to hear of, uh, how their trials and tribulations had, had been impacted by this, what their opportunities were, uh, what their dreams were, uh, what, what kinds of things did they imagine happening for the organization, and truly learn from that and listen to that uh, and, and establish trust by truly asking them their opinion uh, uh, and really meaning it in that sense. And uh, traveling the country to do so, we, we took the mountain to Mohammed. Uh, uh, and, and went to them to, to listen to them in their home communities. And then it was very apparent to me after doing all this travel and logging all this travel and going to so many uh, different communities uh, and sitting in, in, in their homes and in their offices to have this dialogue that, that I saw the same look in the eyes everywhere I went. I could always see the passion for the mission in the eyes of every person that was affiliated with Volunteers of America. I always knew when I was in an affiliate's presence, in the presence of people who worked for, whether for pay or for, as a volunteer or with board members of a Volunteers of America affiliate. And then it was apparent to me that we were, in fact, a 16,000-member family. And we mm-hmm. coined that phrase that we're a 16,000-member family. Uh, and, it, and if you don't believe it, leave the room and we'll talk about you. You know, I mean, that's what families do. You know? yeah, that's and, interesting, and, and, Mike. And I'm going to the- segue into this question. You know, with, with such a, uh, a, 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 a large number of both affiliate organizations, a part of Volunteers of America, and so many employees that we're calling family members, and Scott, you also with so many affiliated partners and, and also uh, individuals that are owners uh, of the brand, uh, what would you um, both say are some of the unique challenges you face in leading a multiple owner organization, and, and how do you maintain you know, a healthy and productive organization as you go about uh, leading it? Yeah. Mike, you want to tee it up? Or you yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in there. One, one key is transparency. I mean, you, you must remain transparent 
if you're going to lead a multi-partner organization. Uh, you, you, you can't keep secrets. You, you cannot uh, uh, have hidden agendas. You must keep everything as upfront uh, and out in the open and at the same time communicate, 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 uh, because that's what keeps affirming the trust, uh, no matter whether the news is good or bad. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it, it must be as transparent as possible, especially when you start trying to plan on how to build the brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say, you know, I'd, I'd add to that saying, you know, we too have, you know, multiple constituents. We have several organizations within the LPGA, whether it's our Symmetra Tour, which is our developmental tour, our Teaching and Club Professionals Division, or our foundation, which promotes girls golf. Um, you know, outside of that, we have our business partners, which are the key kind of financial engine. And we have our media partners, which help to promote us on a global stage. So with all of those constituents to consider, you know, never making a decision you know, that's at the expense of one constituent over another is key. I mean, I've seen us turn down very large money opportunities because it wasn't in the best interest of our players. And, you know, sometimes you, you look at that uh, dollar and you say, gosh, can't we make this, you know, isn't there a way that the players, and, you know, when you have the ability to stand up and say it's not right for our players or this isn't a good decision for our business partners and, and know that that's the right thing to do, it's easy to make good decisions when you, when you maintain that kind of strategy. Wow. I'm hearing both of you talk about really making decisions that really are are centered at the core about collective self-interest versus individual self-interest as being absolutely at the core of how you build that trust uh, in terms of moving people and the organization forward. Would you say that's correct? Collective self-interest is at the core. Absolutely. I mean, because that, that just drives the trust. I mean, our players will look to the organization and say, we can now count on you to, to make sure you're looking out for us. Our sponsors and business partners look to us and say, you know, you really get inside of our business. You really try to understand what's going to make this relationship successful. You listen to our media partners who say, you know, you care enough about us to make sure we're given all of the information we need to be able to help you, you know, promote yourselves. I mean, so the, the opportunity to serve everyone equally um, and not favor one over the other is, uh, I think, uh, another you know, key part of how we've had some success over the years. Absolutely. Great, great, great. I think in our, in our work, Gerald, uh, was that when it came time to, to identify what was going to be our, our strategic mantra, if you will, and the, and, and the goal of our strategic plan, it was very clear to me that the, our goal was to make the affiliates wildly successful. That if they are successful on the ground, that means they're successful delivering services to America's most vulnerable. Uh, and if, if, if those services are wildly successful, then we are successful as an organization. Uh, and, and, and that's that's where it matters. That's that's where our bottom line is. Building from the ground up and strengthening from the core out. That's that that's a, the excellent model for for all leaders to to really embrace. Uh, successful executives of both for-profit and not-for-profit businesses are today concerned both with having a, a shared vision or, or partnership uh, vision uh, with their employees, and we've talked a bit about that. But one of the other things that uh, uh, successful executives are very much concerned with, and that is, you know, shaping their brand in a way that will distinguish their business uh, and its products in the market 
marketplace and provide them with a competitive edge for growing their business and advancing their mission. Uh, please, um, uh, one of the things that I, I'd like for us to talk a little bit about is really that notion of really how do we proceed with uh, a, bla- a brand if we take it from the basic that basic concept of how do you a brand is you know how do you not only make a promise but how do you keep a promise to your your public. How would you say Volunteers of America defines itself in terms of its brand as an organization? Yeah, Mike, would you you take that? You bet. The team that came together by by, by truly assembling the team representing uh, our our constituents and and, and our partners and, and the affiliates across the country literally helped write the statement, Volunteers of America is the charity that always steps forward to help the most vulnerable. For more than 115 years, we have taken on the most difficult task to help the most underserved. And that is the declarative statement that our partners wrote together, uh, facilitated by uh, the the professional guidance of the Richards Group, uh, to describe us in in two sentences uh, going forward. And then then with the uh, uh, tagline, of helping America's most vulnerable. Uh, and that literally came organically from the ground up. And so that, mm-hmm. that is how we chose to define ourselves. And it's a we. It's not, it's not an I. It's not a they. It's not a the Richards Group chose. Uh, this is how uh, the field itself, all of our partners, chose to define themselves and define the promise uh, that they make to America. You know, this issue of really a brand is a promise and it states really what you stand for is absolutely key in building messaging strategies and marketing strategies going forward. Uh, What I'd like to do is that we are going to take a a brief break and then we're going to come back and talk a lot more with uh, Mr. King, the National President of Volunteers of America, and Mr. Scott Ensign the Senior Director of Business Development with the LPGA, on this issue of creating a brand to distinguish your organization and to grow your organization. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back after a short break, and what I'd like for you to do is stay with us as we come back with our two guests and on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, and Inspiring Solutions. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. 
or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at innovisions.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. Back with more on Leadership Matters. I'm Gerald McFadden, your host, and I bring you greetings from Volunteers of America Southwest in San Diego. For those of you who may have joined us a little late, uh, our special guests today are uh, Mr. Mike King, President, uh, National President and CEO of Volunteers of America, and Mr. Scott Ensign, Senior Business, uh, business Director of development with the LPGA. Um, uh, Mike, just before the break, you were talking about the brand promise of Volunteers of America, the the statement of what Volunteers of America stands for. Will will you kind of reiterate that a little bit? And then, Scott, I'm going to come to you and ask you to talk a little bit about this as well. You bet. Um, Our statement is Volunteers of America is the charity that always steps forward to help the most vulnerable. For more than 115 years, we have taken on the most difficult tasks to help the most underserved. Okay. Uh, I'm going to come back and talk about how you do, how, how you energize the organization to live up to that promise in just a moment. But, uh, Scott, I'm going to ask you, you know, how would you uh, define the, the promise, uh, the brand promise of the, the LPGA? Yeah, no, I think uh, if you look at the LPGA brand um, and you see the LPGA logo, it really is a promise to excite and to thrill as well as to inspire and empower others, you know, by showcasing the best women's go- women golfers from around the world on a global stage. I mean, we are golf's global tour, and I think that really is kind of the core of who we are. Very uh, okay, fantastic. How do you get the the uh, all the the elements of the organization to to live up 
to that brand promise that the public then judges us by. You know, they, they make a determination uh, based on what they see, feel, and experience as to whether or not that promise is being kept. So how do you deal with the internal uh, development of the organization to make sure that, the, that you live up to that promise? Uh, uh, Scott, you want to take, talk, uh, talk a little bit about that first, and then I'll, I'll ask uh, Mike to speak to that issue as well. Sure. You know, I think everyone, you know, it starts with integrity, and I think our leadership has really developed uh, that sense of pride and integrity for the brand and protecting the brand so that there's consistency, whether we're in Singapore, Thailand, you know, Canada, Mexico, it doesn't matter where we're playing in North America or Europe, the, the brand look and feel is going to be very consistent. You're, you won't be able to tell, you know, like Coca-Cola, if you're having a Coke in one part of the world or another, it's going to taste the exact same. We want to have that same type of consistency and look and feel so that our fans and our business partners, um, when they get on site at a golf tournament or when they work with people with the LPGA, they know exactly what to expect, you know, a very high level of professionalism, um, certainly trustworthy, a high level of integrity, uh, and, again, a consistency. I think that our brand really, uh, we, we are very careful to protect it and make sure that our media partners and our uh, any other uh, entities that, that work with us are, are as, you know, thoughtful about protecting the LPG brand as we are. Very good. Mike, what, what about uh, uh, your uh, strategy for you know, helping that promise be realized from the inside out? Uh, how do you work with developing uh, the inside of the organization to live up to that promise? Yeah, that's that's a, that's a great question because it, it it really does apply itself to the services on the ground from from community to community, uh, and what kind of consistency you have there. And what 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 I've discovered is that by adopting this this philosophy of we are a family, uh, we truly are a family giving services, uh, then the family has the most vested interest in in protecting the image of that brand that they have created. And so literally uh-huh. through the local boards of directors uh, and local committees uh, and then their representatives that they have elected to the national board, they become, if you will, uh, the reinforcers of the brand, the trainers around the brand, and then when necessary, uh, 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 those who, who guide the brand uh, and who police the brand, if you will. Uh, so mm-hmm. that if we are falling below standard in any certain place, it's the family members who are there making that judgment call. It's, it's, it's not a corporate entity making that call. It's, the, it's peers, truly the peers, looking at that and saying, you know, we can do better than that, uh, and so we must. And then they take those actions by the same token. They also help engage the training that is, that, that is necessary to make sure we are always at the top of that bar in meeting the promise of our brand. Uh-huh. It sounds like you, you're using a, a, a larger locker room mentality uh, to, to really make sure that everybody's on the same page and that everybody has as much ownership for protecting and living up to the brand as, as absolutely possible and working at that every day. That's, that's, that, that's exactly right. I mean, I mean there are 16,000 players in our locker room, uh, and, these, and these lockers are spread out in 400 communities all over the nation. Uh, and, and, and they absolutely all represent the same brand. And so they, they become the enforcers, if you will, and the trainers, uh, just like inside a locker room. 
You know, have to, yeah. I mean, most of the time it's not the coaches, it's the players, you know, taking control of that locker room uh, and, 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 and reinforcing the standards they want to ho- hold high. Uh, that's absolutely correct. It's creating that winning mentality inside the locker room that then shows itself when you go out to, to face the public. You know, how do you believe that the, the use in, of your brand and the marketing strategies that you're using really uh, will grow your, your, your business uh, or expand your mission uh, and, and, and also improve your financial bottom line. Uh, Mike, will you take that first, uh, and then, I'll, Scott, I'll come back to you on this. Sure, sure. Well, well, first of all, the brand promise that you heard Scott talk about with the LPGA, we, we found that to be very congruent with the, with the history of services to women and by women, for women, uh, from Volunteers of America. Uh, in the same way that the LPGA was formed by women for women who were outstanding golfers, our organization was co-founded by a woman to serve women and children who needed that service, who were in vulnerable areas in their lives over over 115 years ago. In fact, it will be 120 years next year that, that, mm-hmm. that we will celebrate. Mm-hmm. So, number one, we saw a great deal of, of, of congruence between the LPGA and their founding and their brand and Volunteers of America, while at the same time, an opportunity, if you will, an opportunity that by affiliation with the LPGA, by becoming a, a nonprofit title sponsor, if you will, of a, of a tour stop in gaining the exposure uh, and brand recognition from that, suddenly we get introduced to new future potential partners from the corporate world who may not have ever been introduced to Volunteers of America were it not through literally their love for the game of golf. And so from that, we suddenly meet, meet banks and insurance companies and, and other corporate entities that suddenly now become introduced to Volunteers of America and see this is how they can help America's most vulnerable by helping out with the tournament and helping us. And so it's, it's a, a wonderful uh, win-win circumstance for us, but it wouldn't be that way were it not for the wonderful brand of the LPGA at the same time. Mm-hmm. Scott, can you, can you talk a little bit about that as well in terms of I know a lot of time a lot of money gets invested in messaging and marketing and, 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 and really moving things forward, but how can you, from a more of a, a, a quantifiable uh, perspective, uh, uh, define the, the financial benefit as well as the organizational growth benefit that your marketing efforts and your branding efforts have produced for the LPGA? You know, I think there's a couple initiatives that we took on that have made a difference, you know, dramatic difference. You know, when, when, Five years ago, Mike Wan came in, and a lot of people were, were critical of the organization that they were, you know, just um, too focused on the on everywhere but America, and, and they, we were criticized for our um, lack of domestic opportunities. And Mike said, I, "I think we're apologizing for probably our strongest asset, which is the fact that we are a global uh, a global property that can help businesses achieve their goals throughout the world." So by making this bold statement, of, you know, instead of apologizing, taking in Advantage of Golf's Global Tour. We've helped businesses literally, um, you know, introduce um, them to new countries. I had a, a gentleman that played in a pro-am in Thailand with the CFO of a of a juice company, and he said the business we 
generated out of that relationship on that golf course on that given day is more than you know quadrupled the amount I've spent with the LPG over the last five years. So when you talk about leveraging something that you were originally criticized for uh, into a complete asset, I would say that that being on a global stage and helping businesses to um, you know, work in those uh, environments has been really dramatic for us. I think the other piece that we've really leveraged is we've created a campaign called See Why It's Different Out Here, and that really is to leverage the qualities of our professional athletes that are different than any other professional athlete on the face of the earth as far as I'm concerned. Our players are the most engaging, you know, affable, approachable um, young women um, on the planet, and I think by trying to let them tell their stories and showcase their talent, inside the ropes and outside the ropes um, has really helped us to leverage. Um, businesses can see that when they get to spend time around our athletes, whether it be in a pro-am or in some type of hospitality environment at a golf tournament, our players um, can really help businesses grow those you know, B2B relationships very effectively by using the LPGA as a platform to do that type of uh, hospitality and relationship building. So those are two really key parts of what we've tried to leverage a, the global piece, and B, our unique uh, qualities of our players. But I'd say the overarching thing that we've done to also help our you know, business partners is to take on what we call role reversal. And role reversal is just very simply putting ourselves in the shoes of our business partners and understand what's most important to them and really customize how we present the LPGA back to them based on what we've heard. And I think when we customize and really do a good job listening to our potential business partners, they appreciate the fact that we're able to really work for them and with them and not just cookie cutter some type of program that makes sense for us. And and I think the combination of role reversal, global footprint, and the uniqueness of our players, those are three very tactical approaches that have helped us to, you know, protect and grow our brand. Fantastic. Uh, I want to come back and visit that, but right now uh, we're getting ready to take a a short break. When we return, uh, Mike King, President and CEO of Volunteers of America, and Mr. Scott Ensign, Senior Director of Business Development with the LPGA, will be talking to us a little bit more about distinguishing your brand and some of the key elements of that, as well as talking with us about some of the benefits of co-branding. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders and inspiring solutions. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network leadership matters is brought to you by innovisions need to improve leadership staff or organization performance contact innovisions today for quality effective and affordable leadership staff and organization development training coaching and consulting services call 858-244-8264 that's 858-244-8264 or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at innovisions.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Great leaders today have certain capabilities that set them apart. These leaders have discovered transformational leadership. 
Now you can discover the same ideas, insights, and programs that have led them to success. Inside Transformational Leadership, hosted by Kate Ebner, is produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. We'll explore these stories and concepts every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. Hello, I'm Gerald McFadden, your host, and I bring you greetings from Volunteers of America Southwest in San Diego, California. Uh, For those of you who may just uh, be joining, uh, we have with us our special guest, Mr. Michael King, uh, President and CEO of Volunteers of America, and Mr. Scott Ensign, the Senior Director of Business Development with the LPGA. Uh, Scott, one of the things I'd like to just uh, share with you, uh, have you share with our listening audience, is around the, the issue of uh, the LPGA is, is doing quite well today, uh, and the brand is, is really uh, recognized and some phenomenal things are occurring. Uh, not too awfully long ago, uh, though, the, the, the LPGA was struggling a bit with its brand and its vitality. And uh, the rebranding efforts that have been done have really put the, the entity back on track. Can you share, though, with our listening audience some of the lessons learned in terms of the brand kind of getting off track and some of the things you've learned about getting the brand back on track? Yeah, you know, it's uh, interesting to look back because it's very true. Uh, when I joined the LPGA in 2008, uh, you know, we were at the start of a recession. Uh, professional golf became a popular target for the wrong way to spend corporate marketing dollars. You know, you have to remember banks were taking billions in TARP money and yet hosting professional golf tournaments on network television. So pretty quickly, CEOs of companies uh, were very uh, concerned about the negative um, association with golf. So we, uh, as a, you know, organization who had been growing and experienced a lot of success all of a sudden realized that we were very vulnerable to um, some things that might be outside of our control and what could we do to leverage and learn and I think what we learned was um, to not take uh, anything for granted. Uh, I think we realized that we were um, too comfortable. We uh, decided that we would start to put pressure on some of our sponsors to spend more money. We started to put pressure on some of our media partners to try to generate more exposure. We started to expect maybe more um, than was rightfully ours and we weren't mindful of um, some of the, you know, the, the hard times that it took to get through to get where we were in 2006, you know, seven, and eight when everything was uh, flying high. And so I, I think when we took a deep breath and a step back and realized our vulnerability, we became stronger uh, and, and began to approach the business with that, those notions of role reversal and taking a 
advantage of our strength of being a global property and, and the things I talked about in the previous segment. But uh, being mindful and never too mindful of where you are and, and your station in life and, and not being too comfortable are some lessons I think we learned and uh, we'll, we'll hopefully not take for granted. Yeah. Never lose sight of the customer and all of it, you know, making yeah. sure you stay in touch uh, with the customer. Mike, uh, one of the uh, initiatives that I know you have had with Volunteers of America is uh, to make Volunteers of America a household name. Uh, and though there's been phenomenal, great work being done in helping vulnerable individuals and, and, the, and families throughout the United States, your organization still seems to be uh, relatively an unknown entity in many quarters within the public. Can you share a little bit about what you are doing today to kind of reshape or shape the brand of the organization so that basically it can become that household name? You bet. You bet I can. The, you know, the one of the principles of, of, of marketing, which is an art, not a science, uh, is that in, in order to make a change in, 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 in brand recognition uh, is you have to have a bold stroke. And for this nonprofit organization, that bold stroke is for the first time to literally launch a national ad campaign and a national campaign to have a, a, a specific brand promise, a very specific uh, look and feel of the logo and of the ads uh, and, uh, and of all the public materials uh, that would be distributed in the, in, in, in the public domain uh, and for their reception. Uh, and so that's what we started about 18 months ago, uh, was, was truly for the first time in our 100-year history buying a national ad campaign, uh, uh, buying time uh, uh, on, on television. Uh, and then that then led us uh, to broadening that to both radio and outdoor, and then ultimately to looking at it as a very specific ad buy around the sponsorship of the LPGA tournament, uh, which is the Volunteers of America North Texas Shootout. And so that, that has been the strategy that has been employed, uh, the, the bold stroke uh, on, on our behalf for our brand. Uh, we've been tracking uh, our, our uh, aided recognition uh, statistics with that since since we began, as well as the hits to the website, because the goal of that is to drive traffic to the website, uh, saw an immediate impact and spike uh, in hits to the website from from the from the first day we launched the campaign uh, uh, to today uh, when we're doing some very specific and targeted uh, media buys like the one with the LPGA, uh, mm-hmm. and so we we are on our way now. The, our our recognition factor has, has, has increased since we did this. Uh, we, we see the impact of it. And as Stan Richards told me from, from the Richards group, uh, Mike, you may not get there in five years like you were talking. It may take ten, but you will get there. Mike, are you basically bas- uh, looking at this as a, um, a destination and a journey um, to, to, to get to be that, household name, where do you see yourself today in terms of uh, where the organization is, what kind of resources do you feel are going to be additionally needed to kind of get Volunteers of America in uh, that uh, conversation that takes place by water coolers and in households uh, all across this United States? What else do you see needs to be done? 
Yeah, that's that's a that's a great question. I I I think we have to be visible in 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 all media markets in that sense, but also more possibly more importantly through digital media as well. And and as as far as a target audience, I think we have to specifically be effective with the with the new millennials uh, as as now the 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 majority target audience in, in America now. I, I I think those are the are the key areas that we have to focus on to be successful. Uh, great, I hear that, Scott. What what about uh, the LPG inter- LPGA in terms of its next level of focus for the organization and and how you you're looking to move the organization forward through your messaging, your marketing, and your brand management. You know, I think we're we too are like uh, Mike suggests, looking to try to draw in a younger uh, audience. Uh, make it more of a family-oriented type of experience. Um, I think our relationship with Volunteers of America is a unique proposition for us. You know, this takes us to a whole different opportunity. I I give Mike a lot of credit. You know, when the tournament was announced in 2013, he sought out the organizers in North Texas to see how he could get involved. So his, you know, from the get-go, his vision was already formulated about how he could align with the LPGA brand. You know, for us to be associated with, um, you know, such a world-class or, or, you know, first-class organization like Volunteers of America, you know, serving America's most vulnerable, um, we feel like we can attract more people. We can have more followers. I mean, the typical uh, fan is used to having companies, you know, that are trying to sell a product or service. This is the first time that they're being um, presented an opportunity to help others, to learn about helping others. So for us, the relationship that we have creates a whole new opportunity that if we can be successful in, in growing our brand and at the same time Mike's growing his brand, um, it, it creates a whole new opportunity for each of us. Fantastic. I, I want to thank you guys, um, Mike and, and Scott, for being with us today, and thank you, our listening audience, for tuning in. Please join us every, uh, every third Wednesday for Gerald McFadden uh, as a co-host, but every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders and Inspiring Solutions. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter. Leadership Matters.